Hi guys, Beth Wee here. Welcome to Funky Family Relations Part 2. We want these funky family relations to heal. And what are we talking about? Hopefully you listened to the first podcast in this so you know if you're in this group. 95% of the people in the United States of America have dysfunction in their homes. Those are the latest trends. Um, so when we're dealing with family relationships and we have dysfunction, it's just like we're getting tangled up in each other's lives and we learn lessons that need to be unlearned. Maybe we learn not to speak our truth or to be loyal when loyalty isn't deserved. Whatever it is, whatever's brought you to this podcast, let's keep going because we wanted to talk about how we see things. And our minds make sense out of the world based on our core beliefs. So what is a core belief? And, and basically, if, to, to put it really simple, a core belief is made up of three things. How I think about me, how I think about other people, and how I think about the world. So this can be influenced by many things, from childhood memories and experiences, to the culture in which you grew up, maybe your faith. Where are you at with your higher power? Do you have a walking relationship with your higher power, or is it just something in the background giving you rules and directions that are hard to follow. Um, your values. What does your conscience tell you is the right thing? When you see right and wrong in the world, what do you recognize? What do you value? What's your current situation? Are you on a winning streak? Are you on a losing streak? Those will always uh, influence our core beliefs. And then, of course, the last one is our personal character. And I believe personal character is subject to the things we just said, definitely to faith, values, and how we deal with our current situation. And these will let one person see a situation as safe, and another person will see the same situation as threatening. So let's think about someone in our families with whom we have a difficult relation, a funky family relation. In the earlier podcast, I had you think of one person. Think of that person if you'd like. So remember them? Do you realize that they are also operating on core beliefs that have been influenced by their experience, their history, and their thought systems? Which one of those is flawed? Is it you or is it them? Is it your your uh, core beliefs that are flawed or is it theirs? Well, of course it's theirs. <laughs> I'm kidding you. Here's the deal. Whose core beliefs can we affect? Theirs or ours? And that's the answer. The only core belief systems I can affect are my own. You know, a look, a word, a gesture that I think is friendly might be interpreted as um, they're feeling sorry for me, or they're trying to act like everything's okay, but they know it's not. That's in me. I really don't know what that other person is thinking. 
I, you know, I do that to my husband. I, I, I jokingly say, oh, you're thinking da da da. And he says, that is not what I'm thinking. <laughs> that is not what I'm thinking, Beth. So what about those of us that don't challenge that? Unchallenged, the interpreter can make all the calls. So if I'm sitting outside the entrance of my belief system, I can reject any information that's contrary to what I think I already know. Oh no, she doesn't like me. So any belief that she could be a, a good part of my life, it has to, it gets cut right at the entrance to my belief system. I, I cut, no, she doesn't like me. She's out of here. That's pretty harsh to look at it that way, but we do that. We all do it. We don't even realize we do it but we do it regularly. So is the family relationship funky? The interpreter will keep it that way. And you will continue on this way unless you choose to challenge the base thoughts about the person that you struggle with. What does that mean? I mean, basically to overcome a funky family relation when the other person wants to keep it that way you need a bigger picture. When you get so close to an issue, it's hard to see what makes it operate. So back off, give yourself a little bit of room and look again at the person that you struggle with. Let me ask you some questions about them. Are they perfect? Have you ever seen them make a mistake? Are their mistakes unforgivable? Is there something about them that makes you hold them um, in, an, in a place that you think is over or under your own personal standards? Do you love them anyway, even if they're under your own personal standards? Or even if you think they're better than you, they're over your own personal standards? And if you can say, yes, I love them, do you want a relationship with them? So let's look at this. Can you change them? That's the big question for all of us listening to this podcast today. The reality is I can't change another person, so I'm forced to accept them. And how can I get there? How can I get from I want to change them to I have to accept them? You're going to have to enlist the help of your higher power for this. And then you're going to have to change the status, the status quo. When you spend time with them, go in with your higher power, knowing that your higher power is with you and allowing your higher power to help you interact differently because you want your big picture to be about love. It's going to take some pre-work. You're going to have to really talk to the higher power. You're going to have to be ready for the, for the visit. I know as an adult, I don't often see my family of origin. And for years, I had to prepare myself for those visits, but no more. Because my funky family relations are mostly healed. And now when I feel one coming up, I try to enlist the help of my higher power. And then when I'm with that person, I speak my truth. My sister Terry always used to say, speak your truth, even if your voice shakes. Even if your voice shakes, speak your truth. And while you're doing the pre-work, be ready to see some patterns in your family. 
you know, families develop roles and we fall into them. Dr. Janet Wojtitz has done some incredible work to help adult children of alcoholics so that they can find where they went wrong or why they're falling into this rut of a family role. And some of the roles she identified in her work is the doer, the enabler or the helper, the loner, the lost child, the hero, the mascot. You know, there's the scapegoat, the princess, the saint. When, when you're thinking of your family, do any of those roles seem to fit some of the people? And when you can see a role like that fitting, you're, you're coming to another issue that will need to be addressed. It's one that we cross again and again. It's the issue of boundaries. I stop and there's space between me and you, and then you start. There's a definite boundary between me and the beginning of you. <laughs> In funky family relations, sometimes those boundaries get enmeshed. And, and what we need to do to heal the funky family relation is to reestablish the boundaries. And it will always start by knowing what's part of you and what is not part of you. And going back to the real basic tenet that I can't change another person, I can only accept them. In any relationship, we will establish boundaries. In healthy relationships, boundaries are clear and honest. And they also have established consequences. So let's think of boundaries this way. Think of your backyard. Does it have a fence around it? Okay. That means you know where your property stops and somebody else's starts. Putting up a fence without knowing what is your land can be an expensive waste of time. And the same thing with setting up boundaries in a relationship without knowing your true self. It can be an emotionally expensive waste of time. A lot of us put up fences when we don't really know why we're fighting. We don't really know who we are. Maybe some of you have had addiction or depression issues and, and you've lost yourself in the battle. Maybe the first work you need to do before you heal a funky family relation is to start doing some healing work on yourself. When you come from a dysfunctional home, Knowing healthy boundaries can be really difficult. Learning how to establish them will be life-changing. You have to overcome the low self-esteem and timidity that keeps you from speaking your truth. You have to learn to respect yourself. With self-respect, you know what your needs and your rights are, and you don't have to fight for them anymore. They're just part of who you are. If you're fighting really hard for your rights, you're not sure who you are in the relationship. That sounds really simple, but let me say it again. If you're fighting really hard for your rights, you're not sure who you are in the relationship. We need to bring our true selves to the relationship and our true boundaries will keep us safe. Healthy personal boundaries means that 
you know where you stop and the other person begins. We must be responsible for our emotions and our actions, but we do not have to take responsibilities for the emotions and the actions of other people. If you are struggling with this idea of healthy boundaries in your family, it's probably because it's something you learned as a child. And if this started in your family of origin, I really hate to tell you this, but chances are good it will follow you into your romantic relationships as well. Don't, don't get this wrong. You can be affected by your family's emotions and actions. Being affected is way different than taking responsibility or becoming accountable. It's not your job to fix it when somebody doesn't feel good. It's your job to be true to who you are. And if you are a compassionate person, you can say, I'm here if you need me, but I will not carry the load for you. It is your load, but I'm here if you need an ear or a shoulder. Another big part of this is knowing that it's not your fault if someone is having a bad day. It's not your fault and it will be okay. One of the biggest parts of learning how to do this boundary work is learning how to communication, communicate. Communication is key. You must be able to speak your truth. As Terry would say, even if your voice shakes. We're going to talk more about this in the third part of this podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll be right back. It's time to take addiction out of the shadows and shine the encouraging light of recovery on everyone affected. Good Seed Podcast is powered by BethWE.com, a nonprofit ministry based in Vero Beach, Florida. We'll start the uncomfortable conversations that turn despair into hope and complacency into action. Connect, communicate, and thrive with us. Check us out online at BethWE.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon.